at 60 minutes. And you're Accompanied by their manager, Sam Welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on this show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. Also, hit the notification bell. That way, you'll be notified whenever we go live again with this show. Also, if you like us on the podcast feed, give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. We love to hear your thoughts. Also, if you give us a five-star review, it brings us whoop up in the algorithm on the podcast feeds. And you can follow the Galaxy Geeks on Twitter at GalaxyGeeksEL. You see it under Luke's name. You can follow us on Instagram at GalaxyGeeksEL. And you can follow us on TikTok at GalaxyGeeksEL. And also you can follow us on Twitch at GalaxyGeeksChannel where you can see Luke get bodied by some Pokemon. I am your host, Eli McKegg. And joining me, as always, he is... Luke stuttered. She is Audrey stuttered. Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing well. We We're good. How are you, doing Eli? Good. I'm doing really good. It's, it's really great to be back to talk about Snowdown, which, speaking of talking about Snowdown, I know last week we said our format was changing. It, we're changing it again. This week we're going to be separating it again as you can see in the little bottom over there this is the introduction but also we're going to be doing a separate thing called the good the bad and the geeky the good is we're going to talk about what we liked about friday night titans the bad we're going to talk about what we didn't like about friday night titans and the geeky is when we're going to talk about the main story portion of the show which as you all know the main story portion was ethan Irwin and all that stuff but we'll talk about it talk about it when we get to the geeky then after we get done with the good the bad and the geeky we're gonna go into both of the matches starting with the order of how they were presented to us so yeah that's all the changes that's the little introduction that we have also for the oh i was gonna say also for the chat so y'all know after each segment, we are going to get your opinion on what you like was the good, what you find was bad, and what you find that was geeky for each each of these things. We want y'all to be our fourth host. We're going to have your, your names pop up. We're going to talk about the different questions that you have for us. We love that y'all join our live chat weekly, and we think y'all are incredible. We gained some more people this week that are not normally here, so this, is, this should be interesting to say the least. That's um, right. I even looked into some of the names. I saw Haskell 420. Great seeing you. Jeremy Miller, great to see you. Brennan Marr, great to have you in. And Thrawn, great to have you as well. It is great to have everyone here. My goodness. We've just been growing and growing. Thanks to Christian Harloff just talking about Audrey. Audrey's the reason why Christian is talking about our show. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, but let's go ahead and uh, go over these chats. Uh, Thrawn with the peace sign. Well, that's rock and roll. That's well, rock and roll. Well, well, you know, you say, you know, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Moving it's been a on. day. It's been, uh, Brendan Marr. Hello there. 
What's up, Brandon? Haskell, let's go. Let's go. Jeremy, hey. And then Haskell, hey, Luke, Audrey, and Eli, hey, Thron, and Brennan. Yes, everyone, thank y'all for popping on. Uh, we we truly see the chat as our fourth host, and we're going to treat it that way. We're going to get your opinions. Also, it we have super chat if you want to do it, but that's up to y'all. If we get a super chat, we are literally going to stop mid-conversation to do that, but that's on y'all. We, we're we not yeah. pushing that one. Yeah, if if you if you all want to put in a super chat, you can. If like if there's a specific topic where it's like, no, you guys need to talk about this, and you put in the super chat, we will definitely halt everything. We will start talking about it. But that's only again. If you want to, you can. But just know that if you just post it in the comments, we're most likely going to get to it anyway because that's, we like talking to people. Yeah, we love talking to people. Audrey likes talking to people, even though she, even though right now she's like. I'm just ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, goodness. I think we're out of the intro. So let's go into our first official segment of our show, which is the good. Again, this is where we're going to talk about all the things that we liked about the Smowdown. So I'm going to, or Friday Night Titans. So I'm going to start with um, Luke there. Man, weird. I'm going to start struggling? with Luke. Yeah, we're going to start with Luke. Um, Luke, what did you like about Friday Night Titans? Like, what was your number one thing? Honestly, Friday Night Titans, to me, works so well. I love the aspect where it's just a full show where you're getting all these matches and or like two matches, and it just feels like a TV show that I'm so excited to go watch weekly. I think it was great. Also, I was going to bring up, just because if y'all haven't already, um, Tim Sim and Tim Sim released it and CPOV released it. The press conference that Christian had for the after shows. I, I just want to say if Christian ends up watching this, he did an incredible job. I thought that went so well. Everyone's able to ask questions that they needed to get out. To me, that was so well done. And I'm so thankful that he did the way he did. I, I hope we're able to do that more in the future, but I think that was great. I really do. I, I cannot yeah. wait to see what what happens in the future. I think Friday Night Titans is such a smart way to get more fans into the showdown. I mean, right, let's go to over the Audrey. What do you think? I'm really liking the storyline. I, I feel like it's helping me to get to know all the characters and find out what's going on between each one. So that's helpful for me. Hmm. Yeah, that storyline is great it's great seeing storylines again honestly and you're right with the um uh press conference yes that was also great you can see it visually on there but if you don't have time to actually watch it on youtube you can go over to the galaxy geeks podcast where i put that up as well so if you want to listen to it go over to the galaxy geeks podcast bonus episode of into the smart galaxy look i had plug, to plug ourselves plug plug. Yep. plug 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 anyway um what i liked about the episode is that Though there are moments last time for the pay-per-view where it seemed like a lot of the comedy might have seemed forced, this time it felt like a lot of the comedy felt very natural and it felt like everyone was really feeding off of each other. And also something I liked is the surprises. Like when Jen was the very first match alone, when it was like Jen Kemp versus insert name here, my brain was trying to think of people. I'm like, all right, who who's... Who could be there right now? And then when they said that it was Doug, 
I was all I was thinking was uh, that wasn't on my list. Doug Benson was not on my list of think people that were going to show up in the in this match. So it was great to have those surprises. But honestly, I think Friday Night Titans is the show. That, and I think Christian Harloff said it. Um, this. Friday Night Titans is the show that he wanted to do for a while. And it was so great to see it in fruition, seeing it like actually take shape of the wrestling show. As a wrestling, huge wrestling fan, it's so great to get something that is very wrestling-esque. And I was just entertained throughout. And yeah. Yeah. So So you feel like that this was an upgrade from last season? Oh yes, a hundred percent. Like though, I love you know me. I was someone that was very supportive of the digital age because of all my fan league experience and that all being digital. But the way this is set up, um, I think I just enjoy it more, honestly. And so, well, I, what's the chat saying? What's some of the positives uh, yeah. that the chat's given? Brian's brought up. Can't wait for heel he- Ethan. Oh yeah, Thrawn. Hey, hey, yeah, Eddie. Also, if it, uh, what did Audrey think of Flouse at the end? Yes. Oh, what did yes. You think about that. <laughs> We're going to go more in depth on the geeky part in the geeky portion about Flouse, but let's just get the baseline. Audrey, Flouse. I'm, I'm just loving these characters and like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, goofy, ain't they? I mean, it's so goofy. I mean, like, I know we're going to talk about more later, but I don't know. I just love how goofy a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. I, again, that was another thing. Again, with the surprises, like, I did not think that we were going to get Zerflirt and Flaus at all in the Smodown. I thought he would be back in XL like he was last season. And so seeing it. Like seeing Flaus back in Smowdown is just great to see, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Who said what? Hey Tim, in what's up, buddy? Hello. Thanks for swinging Hello. by. Also, Thrawn, he got my piece. Yeah, that's peace. This is rock on. <laughs> this is peace. Anyway, I think that was all the good things that we had to say because I think everyone between all three of us overall we all enjoyed it. And I think we're more excited to dive into the story portions and the geeky yeah. side. So I think that's Ooh, why we're going to yes. have a lot there. You know I am. But before we can even talk about the geeky, we have to talk. Though we did enjoy it, there are some bad. So Luke, There's always bad okay. in everything. There's yes, always bad in everything. And there's always should be some constructive criticism in anything you're doing and watching. Yes. And I forgot I was in charge of the banners. So that's why it took a while for the bad to pop up so before we da 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 my brain shut down for a second but now sorry commence okay audrey go ahead and talk about what you feel is bad on your end there's probably not going to be much but go ahead and talk about on your end so one thing that stuck out to me was the one scene where the camera was going all over the place i'm like be still (laughs) that that was i i don't know what they were doing with the camera like i i don't know if it was just a new person or i've never seen the camera so sporadic from the schmodown that that was Mm -hmm. what was uh, shocking me like there was one scene where they they were being interviewed by jen and literally half their heads were cut off 
Yeah, I think it might have been someone doing a shoulder cam. I'm not 100% sure, which if someone was trying to do a shoulder cam, if they were doing a shoulder cam, those cameras are heavy. Like, yeah. I work at a news station, and I've had to do, um, you know the local, I don't know if you guys ever watch it, but do you know the local um, uh, telethon around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under, yeah, one of them is a shoulder cam, and I had to do the shoulder cam one. It is heavy. So Ooh. I understand, like, if that person was struggling a little bit to center them up, but I think a better way maybe is to, like, put it on a tripod or something maybe next time for the post-match interviews but that's just again someone that works in uh area where i have to use a lot of cameras it's 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 very it's very yeah well what's your negatives my negatives um i would have to say um one of the main negatives and i think a few people or i think one people has um brought it up in the chat of the Christian announcing the winner, like when a challenge was getting brought up. Like at first I didn't think about it. Yeah. Jeremy Miller mentioned it at first. I didn't think about that. But then when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That they could have, they could have waited for the challenge, which it was, which the way they could have done it is Andrew winner Christian saying it. But then like the moment he started seeing the challenge, don't finish in your winners. Like, there's a challenge before, like basically, like, and you'll win it. Wait, there's a challenge. Can't say anything yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's just. I, I don't think they were prepared. I don't think they've been mm -hmm. prepared for that because I. You've noticed they they're trying to make it more of a surprise on the and your winner. They're not mm -hmm. giving it much of a hesitation, and I get that from a show perspective. But he's got to slow down sometimes and say, "All right, let's make sure there's no challenge, no challenge on the play." Yeah, <laughs> in and football also terms. And also for this one, it was very clear cut. If again JTE lost, it was very clear cut who won the match. So with him saying "and your winner" is like, hold on, challenge, pause for a second, challenge. Let me ask you this: Does losing in a TKO really hurt that much this season? Or well, I mean, if you're in control, if you're in our fantasy league, it does hurt. Yeah, but for the competitor, does it fully yeah. matter if someone gets a a, J a TKO? No, it doesn't hurt them because JTE is going to find a way to come back. But Luke, yeah. what were some of your negatives? Um, okay, so some of my negatives, um, I don't have many. I mean, we kind of addressed them more. The camera stuff, like it was really shaky. Um, at the very end, the Flirt and Flouse uh, scene, I missed it. Me and Audrey both missed it before. Like, we had to go back and watch it because Eli was bringing up, oh, did you see this scene? I'm like, what are you talking about? I completely missed it because it the scene the schmodown went to black and then they had the scene and I get what they were doing kind of like what like an in credit scene mm -hmm. but every scene in the schmodown is so important right now I bet a lot of people might have missed it yeah the because... only reason why I caught it was because I was looking at the bar at the bottom of the show see how much is left and I saw oh there's more so maybe there's something at the end that's the yeah. I was assuming it was, I mean, at the very end, you'll notice there's normally like an end screen or something mm -hmm. at the very end. So that's why, why I normally, I'm like, oh, but you saw, you saw the copyright and you were like, okay, that's it. We're done. Yeah. 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 Basically. Anyway, what, what's the, what's the comment saying? What are their, some of their negatives? 
All right. So first off, uh, Brian said uh, Ty and Whitney team up. That was this is not part of the uh, the uh, the negative. It's just he's excited for it. Yeah. Um, the Jeremy. The only negative was Christian having to say your winner after the challenge in JT versus Brennan. Yeah. 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 We discussed that. Um, yeah. JTE looking like a discount allergy. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's a personal preference in terms of costuming. <laughs> I understood what they were going for. I thought it was ridiculous and a choice, but. Yeah, I can definitely see not liking the design of the costume. Uh, Leo, uh, Janine on her podcast had problems with the mispronunciations on some questions and answers. Oh. Yeah, they have been. There are a few times. I can't remember when, like off the top of my head, but there are a few times that they were mispronouncing some of the questions, some words in the questions that were, in my opinion, very vital. And I'm like, and I was just thinking to myself, come on, you, if you don't know the word, what, go back, try to find the scene. Like, I, I, I can see that. Or even uh, if in the question they could, me- and I'm not saying the question writer should do this all the time, but maybe like if it's a word that the, the question writers could think, oh, this is going to be a hard word for them. Let's put the phonetic spelling. That way they can be like, this is how you pronounce it. I don't know. Well, that's an option for the future. And then you have Brian Nussbaum, the lighting on Doug Benson. I didn't even know the lighting on that one. Did yeah, you? Yeah, I think I think the problem mainly with the lighting on Doug is that he was looking up all the time. So mm. it looked like he because he was looking up all the time, the lighting was really messing with him all the time. So I, that might be what Brian's talking about. But yeah, like I didn't notice it again. Whenever they're in the middle of a match, I don't even notice any of that. I'm just like match, yes. <laughs> Taking notes, Braddock. And then Jeremy Miller. Uh, I like the color scheme of the studio, but I wish it was more bright. Oh, yeah. I could see that. There is I something I will say about that. And Christian has talked about this. Um, this is not the final studio. They're renting yeah. the studio. And, and so the, once... um, the um, producer also say that as well. Was yes. that who was with? Yeah. So, yes, I think that uh, that was one of the PR team. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me say, let me go out the gate and say this. Whenever I met the the PR team when we did that press conference, I really appreciated working with them. They were mm-hmm. really kind people, and I really liked talking with them and seeing them work. They were very, very well done, and I really appreciated the way they treated us. Uh, well, this Thrawn, is bad, I did. Good. I know. I hey, I missed it on the back. Good. Okay. I know. I know. Thr- Thrawn, uh, I dig the pacing. Uh, yeah. I agree, Jeremy. It's a little dark in there, like the show is overcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can see that. And 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 here's the thing: we we got to remember all this too. This is early on in the season, um, and I'm excited to see what they do. So, in saying that, are you excited for? I think everyone's favorite segment. Yes, because this is the part where we can geek out. Pun intended. It is the geeky. We are talking about the story portion. So. I want to get the smallest story out of the way first because it's short. We can do it, throw it out. So the first one is the very end. It's the post credit scene, everybody, for lack of a better term. We get Ty Lieberman, and he's meeting with Whitney Seibold. And Ty's like, hey, look, you've been, you've been thrown to the side because of a beast, and you've been... Or you've been thrown aside by Beast and you've been wasted by Father Christmas. Don't you think it's time that you have a better team? And Whitney's like, all right, sure. 
but I'm not going to work with any other normal manager. And Ty's like, don't worry. I have someone. And it's like, hello, Stinkers. And it's a flirting <laughs> Faust. There. Look, I'm going to try to make sure I can do the perfect flirting Faust impression. That way, if they ever need to dub over his voice, I can do it. Be like, oh, man, we need to dub over his... We need lines. Zerflint and Faust is not available to dub over ADR his lines. Don't worry, Stinkers. I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so... goodness. Let's just talk about that one first, because, again, it's the shortest. I want to go over to Audrey first. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> How come you love it so much? It's just fun. It's different. Like, you've got, like, you have all the others there. I know, like, it's pretend, like, going at each other. Then you have this, hello, I'm here. Love me. <laughs> That was actually a pretty good Zafarden Faust. <laughs> it's so bad that I missed it because it cut <laughs> away from me. Uh, but so, um, but Audrey, none of it's fake. It's all real, like wrestling. Hey, look, <laughs> look. As a wrestling fan, I'm saying it's not fake. It is choreographed and predetermined. Come on now. Don't I mean it's a storyline, so Yeah. But yeah, like I'm very excited to see Zaflirt and Flaus um be a manager because he was a he's a in my opinion, he's a character that's perfect for the showdown. And he was in FC not to say that he was wasted in FCO. I'm not I'm never gonna say that. They used Zaflirt and Faust perfectly in FCO. But to me, I feel like because of how close the flirt and flouts is with Christian. Man, I'm gonna ha- I'm look, you know what my brain wants to say, Luke. You know what it wants to say, but I have to say it in the Oh, it paused. Hey, I guess he close. doesn't get to say it. But because of how close Flouch is with Christian, it's one of those things where I am glad that Flouch is in the Schmodown, being a character for the Schmodown. And Luke, what were yeah. your thoughts on the flouse. Uh, not just the flouse, so this team up. I think mm-hmm. this is not for just how good of players they are. They are so charismatic and so over the top. I mean, Ty Lieberman is Ty Lieberman, and he is going to, I think, him and uh, Whitney Seibolt, that they, they are cut from the same cloth. I mean, <laughs> they you couldn't have put two players together that just... I could see this being another Wildberries, not in oh. like, not in like, uh, like in. I want like the match Angel- now. <laughs> oh, Wildberries versus those two. Yes, yes, I want, I want so badly. I feel that bad for be, the Wildberries, but yes, that would be such a fun match because you've got the Wildberries, uh, which are just out there, but then you've got those two with the Flurdenflaus. Oh, it's just going to be so much fun! I cannot wait. Um. Let me ask you this: Do we get that ma- get a match from them this coming up week? I don't think this upcoming week, but that's just my opinion. Audrey, what do you think? Not really sure. That's fair. <laughs> Wait, did you say I'm not sure or furniture? Because it sounded like furniture. <laughs> I said I'm own. not sure. <laughs> fair. What some of the what are some of the comments about Zafrut and Klaus? 
I want right, to get so, this out of the way because then once we start talking about the bigger one. The fart and floss managing was something. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I would love a Kate and Floss cutscene. Jeremy, Kate and the Flirt and Flowers have history, so a cutscene would... Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, but because like you got to remember, the Flouse was in the den. And if they yep. call themselves the Heelberries... Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, hashtag Ty KO. Hashtag Ty KO. But yeah, I... Now, throwing it out there, what do you think their faction name is? What do you think they're going to call themselves? I have a guess on what I would want them to be called, but... Um, uh, you've got two... All right, Ty Lieberman, who's very out there. Um, mm-hmm. Whitney all Cyber, three of them are out there. Um, the Aristocats. Are you purposely saying cats instead of crats? Yep. Okay. I see. I think Disney would have a problem with that. Maybe. So, yeah, maybe. Um, Audrey, any thoughts on what their name could be? Oh, a, a Aristocax. For, like, actors. You know? Okay, Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> before I decide to take him off the stream. I'm not really good with names. Arista... That's well, the one who came up with our channel name. I know, but it took me a minute. <laughs> I, this was this was my thought, and I want to hear the chat's thoughts on this. For their faction name, they're called the Stinkers. Because the Flirtin' Fast said, oh, hello, Stinkers. So it's like, they're just calling themselves the Stinkers. <laughs> the tyrannical beauty. Oh, I Let's like that. Let's go. I love also, that. That's- oh, um, also... Uh, Steph still wants the flouse if she ever's on the desk while a den match is going on. And and if flouse is on site, I'd like to see Ke- uh, Kristen Harloff take the SCN live joke and bring it here. Oh, let's go. Look, Steph wants the flouse. We need to get the flouse and Steph together now that they can meet, shake hands, but make sure his security guards are near him when <laughs> Steph is nearby. We don't want anything crazy to happen. The they ha- could call themselves. Oh. The Flousies. Oh, I like that. The yeah. House of Flouse or the Sneakers. The, the Stinkers. See? Brian agrees with me. The Stinkers. The <laughs> Stinkers. Look, if they go by the Stinkers, I'm calling it right now. I want my res- POV over there wanting their res- residual check for the fan favorites. If the Flouses, they call themselves the Stinkers, I want my residual check. <laughs> Just saying that right now. But anyway, that was... The Flouse, but now let's talk about the big story that came out of Friday Night Titans. This is the big one, and it all started out with a man with a crisis of confidence. His name was Ethan Irwin, sitting alone, thinking to himself, winning the title, then losing the title, and then seeing Liz, his former partner, come up to him, and she talks about, oh, I got this offer from the Quirky Mercs and Koi, like, I... I think I should take it. What do you think? And Ethan's like, look, you do what you think is best for you. Like, that's that's all I can say. Do what you think is best for you. And she's like, all right. Uh, okay. Bye. Which I think a little bit when I was reading into that, I was thinking, did she want him to fight for her? Because I think that's what she might have wanted. Or at least that's how I'm reading the scene in terms of an acting. Like, 
That's how I'm reading it. But then right after that, all the managers start swarming in on Ethan, like, hey, you need to be a part of my faction. You need to be a part of my faction. Blah, 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 blah. But Ethan, like, hey, look, look, let's, let's give it a timeout here. I need to think about it. And he goes away. Cut to the next time we see him. He's in there again. He's alone again, thinking, thinking. And then everyone's fan favorite, not Adam Witt, um, but everyone's fan favorite, Babyface, and a member of Audrey's fantasy faction, Janine the Machine comes in and says, Hey, look, Ethan, we have a history. We got we we were a team together once when we were managed by Jay. She didn't mention that, but I just wanted to mention that because that was the <laughs> connecting tissue. But we were a team. We were time machine. Let's put ourselves back together. And Ethan's like, you know what? I'll think about it. I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know. My people will call your people. But not he didn't say that. He said that to the managers, but yeah. but basically like, hey, look, I'll let you know by the end of tonight and janine's like great great to know and she walks off and he's like yes then cut to after jte versus brendan meyer look i'm just rapid firing through this um but we get to ethan's like hey look i've had a lot of time to think about it ever since sam dumped me and so i i actually had an offer so i want janine to come out i want janine to come out janine comes out He's like, look, Janine, I thought a lot about what you were saying and thought a lot about what you're what you were talking about, but I, I'm gonna have to turn you down because I want you I want to introduce you to my manager and my faction. And we hear that Roxy Stryer, we hear this music of the stars, and out comes Roxy Stryer. Boom! And I said it early on in my notes. You can go back and these two can go back and read my notes. Very early on, I said, heal Ethan, question mark. And now we're getting it, heal Ethan Irwin. And Janine's like, why? Why would you go with her? And Roxy's just saying, hey, remember what I said? Don't, don't trust no one. Don't trust anybody. Anyone. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's DTA, DTA, not DTN, DTA. Come on. But yeah, Roxy basically like dta and then ethan's like but wait hold on let me let me just try let me just let me just make this a thing so janine i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you to a match you know ethan versus janine i mean a match not a lot of people have seen i don't think anyone has seen that so how about it next week and roxy's like look we'll give you till tuesday don't worry hon we'll 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 give you till tuesday bye-bye bye-bye and they start walking away and janine's like no I will give you my answer now. I accept the challenge. Main event's been booked for next week. Janine versus Ethan, one-on-one. The main event of Friday Night Titans next week. Who? that was the big development for this week's episode. I want to start off. Let's go. I love this storyline so much. Because the storyline is less about Janine versus insert player name here it is janine versus the stars if anything and i know a lot of people have been theorizing throughout all the other after shows about oh what um what after uh, what faction is janine going to be a part of what what faction she's going to join whether that's um dungeon or corruption or swag for me personally after this i don't want her to join another faction i don't want her to join a faction that's already been pre-made in all honesty i want her to be 
solo star. I want her like if the story is still going, I want her to create her own faction with her own teammates. That's what I want personally. And I love that the Schmodown has been pushing Janine this season, early on in the season, as the baby face of the Schmodown. Because you can't really have Nikki around because she's in Florida. Brennan was busy with JTE this past episode. So you need it to like you need to situate someone. And though Kevin Smets is probably going to be the baby face of the inner geekdom division, Janine had a great run last year. Janine has been needing, in my opinion, she's needed a big push. And in my opinion, this is the big push that she's getting. And she is the top baby face. She is the top baby face of the Schmodown right now. And she deserves every single bit of recognition. I don't want her to join another faction. I want her to be solo. I want her to be able to prove that she can beat the stars by herself. She doesn't need anyone. And that could be a good arc for her. Like, let's say, hypothetically, let's say Ethan does win and Janine's not a part of a faction. Hypothetically, Ethan winning could be like her, it could be the way of saying, oh, Janine needs someone in her corner just to get a victory. Janine can't do this alone. And that could be the arc of Janine doesn't go to a faction that's already pre-established. She goes and creates her own faction again, like I said. And like, that's the story. Like she puts together a team of people that she trusts, and that's me getting done with that. The stutters may approach the bench. Audrey, you go first. I, I know you were excited about this. I'm watching it and just seeing how what's her name, um, Roxy. Roxy's talking to Janine. I'm thinking, don't you be talking to my girl like that? <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh, don't you? No. That's good heel work right there. I know, right? You got that. I love it. I love Roxy as a full-blown heel. What, what are you thinking of this? Uh, did you like how the story went this week over the pay-per-view? The pay-per-view that was... The week before. The week, the week before. before. Yeah, I'm really liking how this, where the story is going. And I like, I'm still trying to get everyone learned and figured out. But I'm really liking how it's going. Okay. So for me, first off, I thought this was so much the the storyline's working so well. Um, Janine is such a a incredible player, and I think what they're doing with her being the babyface works so well. And I just came up with the coolest idea if it would work. All right, go for it. You heard me do a full monologue. I think the coolest thing if they were to do it is you would have the first female to lead the five horsemen. And you create a a five, a new five horsemen with Janine, and you bring in Dan. Okay. And then you'll, and then you'll bring, bring in more competitors, like I could see a Dan, maybe even a Mara. Um, Gotta a, get a Star Wars player. I know, a Star Wars would be... Uh, who would you... Honestly, if you got anyone, I would try and steal, um, steal Alex Damon. I'd steal Alex Damon from the stars. If, and then, if he doesn't go heel. If, if he, he doesn't, doesn't go, go heel. Because his, if, as of right now, he's unknown. He's the yeah, only it, one in the stars right now that we don't know anything about. So he could go as well. So that'd be four. And so you need a fifth one. 
I would like, bring if you do like the singles teams like the Dan and Janine, that's teams. You just need another like singles player. Singles or uh yeah. Uh who would be the fifth? Who is someone that's been in the Schmodown for a long time that you would see as a baby face? Honestly, and I know everyone's gonna hate me for it. If Roka wouldn't <gasps> have left. No, no, I know, I know. Okay. Sam Levine. That's it. Mm, That's it. Let's go. What perfect too, because Ethan left Sam like Sam and Ethan was a thing, and like all oh my That's yeah. perfect storytelling. And then you could There you go. There you go. That's the story. Book it, Christian. I dare you. I dare you. Think think of it. You would have two women on the uh, the five horsemen. The five horsemen yeah. have history in the schmodown. For someone like Audrey, she would be she would get to see this really hyped thing where all, me and Eli know what's going on. We're going to be hyped, and you're going to be like, "Oh, I don't know what's happening, but everyone seems excited, so might as well try and get excited for this." Well, you just saw us get excited for it, Christian. Book it. I mean, it it would be interesting, and and I think as you're. But here's the question. Who is the official manager? I think you bring in either Rachel Cushing or Emma Fife. I like both. I'll also suggest Clark Wolf. Or Clark Wolf. I'm just, for what we're seeing, I am leaning more towards a Rachel Cushing or Emma Mm -hmm. Fife. Because I think they're they're more connected to Schmodown at the moment than Clark Wolf. Well, I would say less Rachel because she's going to be on the desk. Well, and if we didn't couldn't do Sam Levine, then you could do. Um, um, no, I say keep Sam as a player, and I think go Emma. Yeah, as the man, I'm good with that. I'm so but, sorry, Audrey. We went full snowdown nerdy on that. Hey, this is yeah. geeky. <laughs> yeah. This is the geeky part. We went full like, oh, we're gonna talk about everything right now. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So let me ask you this: So, what do you do with um, a Mark? Riley, do you bring him back into the five horsemen as well? Or what, what's your thoughts there? That's a good question because I, uh, that's a good question because if anything, I would maybe take out Alex Damon and bring in Mark Riley. Well, you need a star Wars player though. Do you though? Because with how less uh, matches star Wars is getting this. Well, well, Mara did want to play in Star Wars last year from what we've been hearing about. So then you could like, but then you still need a geek player. Man, that just, yeah. <laughs> Bringing back the five horse, that's such a cool idea. Though. Yeah. And like, have it be not even like, we could say it's an Emma Fife run, but it's really a Janine led horseman of people that she can trust. And also it could be one of those out. Ale- here's the storyline. If we keep Alex, here's the story. Come go with me here. Every time Roxy's on a like she's on the phone call with Alex, or like she's like, Hey Alex, I'm just making sure that you're still like along with the program. And on the other side, we just pretend we hear, Yeah, yeah, I'm still with the program. Don't worry, don't worry about it. I'm with the program. And then when we see them at like a spectacular, like a smoke, not spectacular, Star Wars celebration, Roxy's coming in. But then Alex is there, she's about to play, and like Roxy's about to come out with Alex, but Alex is like in front of everyone on the stage, and it's like, oh, Roxy, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm your manager. And he's like, no, no, you're not. 
I'm not with the stars anymore. She's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. This is my manager. And it's just the music of Janine's team. And the crowd goes crazy. Like, yeah. (laughs) Book it, Harloff. I dare you. I dare you. All right, so let's dive into the chat. Um, yeah, because we, we could, went so like geek on this. We went deep. Yeah. All right. Rip lightning time from Leo. Uh, Jeremy, heel Ethan should be cool. He gets to show off, show some of his acting chops since he's uh, usually pretty chill. Yes, I yeah. love this. And like with him being like in charge of a production company, he's with actors all the time. You're like, oh, yeah. hey, you got any pointers? In- including Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. Uh, Robert, tell me how to act. Uh, Brian Janine goes to swag. That would be interesting. I mean, again, that throws out our entire idea. Is DTA the new sexy numbers? A hundred percent. But I will say, uh, Janine just going to another faction. I don't know if that. I think she needs something new. I think there I needs to be like, something new. And I think the reason why I'm so opposed to her going to another faction is because it takes away a story element that could be hers. Yeah, and it's like. If you put her with swag, then suddenly it's swag versus the stars instead of Janine versus the stars. And I really want the story to focus on Janine versus the stars. We'll find out this Friday how it turns out. But I personally, and I know, again, I know a lot of people want her to go to a faction. I know. I know a lot of you. I saw POV. They want her to go to swag so that she can team up with Paulo Yama. I understand I want her to go solo for a long while. I, I want her I to create love, her own faction. I'd love to see Dan and Janine together. That would be Let's such go. an interesting team. Like, wow. And then so is the DTA the new sexy numbers? Maybe. 100%. Um, Roxy is heel of the year, and we just barely started. Uh, Haskell, no Chandra is still number one, but Roxy's closing the gap. Not. Yeah. Uh, Thrawn's thinking a returning player. You'd get uh, someone who had been out of action for a while and give it gravitas for like the uh, um, five horsemen. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and and I know it's uh, Kaiser's birthday, but Janine did post that footage of them together today. I can't see her going to the dungeon, the Battle of the Stars. That would be. I mean, I could see, see. That's the thing. Like, I could see the dungeon working as well for the simple fact of Janine saying, "Hey, you betrayed Kevin. He's someone that trusted you." I'm going to be with them because Kevin is someone I trust and I know he would never turn against me. And that's like a reason to be on the stock on the dungeon. And again, dungeon swag all makes sense. Also happy birthday, Kaiser. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kaiser. But like all going to different factions makes sense, but I really want Janine to do her own thing and form her own faction to defeat the stars. That way the storyline is for will forever be this year Janine versus the stars cuz that's that's the overarching of this early quarter of the showdown, that's the arc. Yeah. Of Janine versus the stars. And I really a part of me wishes that this match wasn't happening this week. I honestly wish this match like, they didn't announce the undercard for the pay-per-view. And I know, like, saying this is an undercard match. No, this is this is not the undercard. This is, I know, this no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I understand this match isn't, like, an, a type of match you would want in the undercard. But I feel like you would, you sh- they should have saved this match for the pay-per-view. 
and I understand like it would have to be the undercard for the pay per view because Marisol's defending her belt. But again, I feel like this is a pay per view level match. You want people to be like, "Oh, I need. Oh, I want to see that match. I'm going to watch it on pay per view." Well, I'm definitely you, getting those buys. Well, the re- I mean, when you look at it, like th- this match, this is setting up story. This is just so exciting storyline wise. Like Audrey, like you seemed excited about Janine, right? Yeah. <laughs> like what were, what was it you said that you uh, you wish you could do um, once you saw Roxy on screen? I don't remember what I said. I think he said something like punch Chandra in the face or something. Oh, I oh, said yeah. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, did that. we both say that? We might have both said it. Yeah, yeah go punch I, him in the face. Yeah, that's what I literally at the beginning of the notes when they were doing the recap, I was like, I just want Janine to punch Chandra in the face. L O L. But I think I think this is so exciting. I'm excited to see what we what what happens the rest of the season. And you know, that the storylines are so so much fun. And the fact that we spent what 20, 20, 25 yeah. minutes just on the geeky. I'll say this, and this is something that they need that the Schmodown needs to be wary about. If Janine loses her next not not her next match, but if she loses like three matches in a row, all that momentum that they had with her starting is gone. Well, I think what you do is uh, you, if she loses, you then bring her for teams. You make her a focus for teams. You give her a really good uh, teams partner, partner like a Dan Merle, because yeah. I really want to see that that com- either oh, a Dan Merle, uh, either Dan Merle or Marisol McKee. Either one of those two would be an incredible team. I, I go back and forth on either one. Well, I think this. This is what I was saying. Like her losing this match won't hurt her. That'll just propel the story. And Janine has to do more. She has to do something else to win. That is, if also, she doesn't you make have them a more. Hit. You also make uh, Ethan Irwin more of a heel if she loses. I mean, you let's can really go. Do that. Well, that's the thing about this heel faction right now. They're they're being heels in a nice way in terms of oh yeah, we understand. Look, we not it's it's the backhanded compliment stuff. No. That's the type of heels they are. And I feel like if they keep on doing that, Ethan will be great. Because Ethan's really good at complimenting people. He's a very nice person from what I've seen in real life and heard from in real life. But if he does that backhanded backhanded compliment stuff, going to be, Mwah! I'm going to love it. So, and saying all that, because I think we, we've gotten through the geeky, let's go into the first match. And that is Jim Kim versus Doug Benson. What do you think of them, Doug Benson popping in? I was shocked. I He was literally at the bottom of my list of, oh, who could it be? Who is Jen going up again? I think I might have had people like um, the Rager or, or Paige or Jacoby. Like, I had those names in my head of, oh, who could, who, who's Jen going to be playing? Like, also, you, you misspelled Jen Kemp's last name. There's an E at of the end. Of course I did. Of course I did. You're like the people who pronounce the words bad. Um, but yeah, I Doug was the last person on my mind. But overall, this match was a really good match. It was a whole lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Audrey, what do you think of the match? The first one, I really liked it. Like, I don't know, my focus is more on the questions that they were asking. Well, what, okay, what so now I have to talk- ask. Now okay. I have to ask. Between you two, 
who won? Did Audrey did Audrey win or did Luke win? Um. Well. You also, see... Luke, if you missed the very first question of the match, I'm very disappointed in you. Um. Well. All right. All right so, um, what happened Here, was I'm gonna um... I'm gonna ask the first question of the match. Which 1995 comic book film features supporting performances from Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, and Chris O'Donnell? I got that one right. And Luke I, got it wrong. I don't know. Did I? I don't know if I got it wrong. I just didn't have enough time to answer. I think I, I answered it one. before you did. Yeah. You don't need more time to answer Batman Forever. That's just an automatic. I will say I love the fact that the the first ten questions you can kind of tell the questions are a bit easier because me and Audrey are getting them, and that's yeah. that's how you know they're a little bit easier. I will say, um, when it comes to it, I'm gonna just I'm just skimming through. I only really guessed on two of them. Yeah, I I just I thought the the being able to play along is so so much fun. I like playing with Audrey, like it's just so much fun. Can I just say I'm very happy that one of the questions was about Friday Night Lights after everyone's been making the joke of oh Friday Night Lights. I mean Titans. It's hard to <laughs> not know, say Friday Night Lights, but you yeah, know like, they did on purpose. That was us so on purpose, like a hundred percent. But coming out of round number one, Jen Kemp had the lead nine to eight after. Doug got the horror question wrong and the what was the other one you got wrong, Doug? Oh, the streaming movies. The Death Note one. What what do you think of the of the streaming slice? Uh, I love it. Though I haven't it, seen a lot of those movies, I know what they are. Like Audrey, when you see the streaming slice, are you just like, ah, we might have seen it, we might not? <laughs> I think you were shocked that I knew Death Note. Um, I was shocked that you had watched certain animes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Look, I tried to watch the anime Death Note. It was not for me. Sorry <laughs> to anyone in the chat who's a fan of Death Note. I'm sorry. I'm just, Shame. it wasn't for me. I tried Shame to watch too. Attack on Titan too. Was, wasn't a fan of that either. My Hero Academia is great. I mean, I'm still trying. Well, so I tried, then I stopped. So good, so good. Anyway, going into round number two, Doug Benson spins the wheel, lands on wild card first, but then spins away to get Gene Hackman, which he felt a lot more confident. Only missing one question. No, wait. One. Um, missing. Yeah, only missing one question. And it was the. When did. It was the movie release date's question. Like, when did French Connection 2 come out, basically? And. I didn't know. I was thinking it was the 80s. I didn't realize it was <laughs> 75. But Benson and Jen both got it wrong. So no seals right there at all. And then Jen spun the wheel, landed on wild card, spun it again. No wild cards this year, this um, event. Spun it again, landed on Mel Brooks. For this one, I was like, I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, you you were really excited for this one. What do you think of yeah, Mel Brooks? I was, like, I was like, yes, I love Mel Brooks movies. <laughs> I I didn't get all of them off the top of my head. Yeah, but I knew the history of the world part one just because I was thinking to myself. I mean, that one sounds the most obvious. That that is that one. I got the Joan Rivers one because it's Spaceballs. <laughs> How can you miss a question about Spaceballs? Such you a can. good movie. Especially Such when we're movie. 
especially when we're the Galaxy Geeks. You can't not know Spaceballs. Also, I knew the producers because I'm a big fan of the musical The Producers. Mm. So when she missed that one, it hurt me. I'm like, no, it's The Producers. Which I would have just said, I had a joke ready in my head like, which version of this movie do you want? Do you want the one that came out in the 60s or do you want the 2005 version? Because there are two. Wow. Oh, Mel Brooks only directed one of them, though. Well, well, let's go ahead and move into round three. You saw Wait. Kemp's number one. What Spielberg yeah. film was the tagline, he is afraid, he is alone, he is three million light years from home. That was a good question. I yeah, really enjoyed that question. I got it off of a guess. Because I was thinking, I was thinking of all of his movies. And I'm like, there's only one that really makes sense with this tagline, and that's E.T. But I, I love it. I I found it interesting that they said you even got the parentheses. That is correct. After she said E.T. the Extraterrestrial, I'm like, no, E.T. the Extraterrestrial is the full title. It's not just E.T. So saying getting the parentheses is all right, whatever. <laughs> but after that, Jen gets the lead. Going into it, seventeen or it's a tie game, seventeen to seventeen. Then we go over to Doug with fantasy sci-fi in the Men in Black franchise. Will Smith plays Agent J, and Tommy Lee Jones plays Agent What? Of course, the answer. Agent K. Hey, there we go. Also, to all the people out there, did you know that Men in Black is a Marvel movie? Fun right. fact: the Men right. in Black franchise is a Marvel franchise because right. it was made by Malibu Comics, and Marvel bought Malibu Comics. Fun fact of the day. Ooh, I did okay. not know that. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we're moving on. Benson has 19. Kemp has 17. Jen's next question. Um, who starred, produced, and directed, and wrote the film Heaven Can Wait? Jen gets it incorrect. The answer is Warren Beatty. I've never guessing, heard of that movie. I was guessing Robert Redford. Audrey, have you heard of that movie? Mm-mm. It's an old one. It's the 70s. And then, because Jane got it wrong, she has to answer the next one. If she gets it wrong, then game over. Um, she The question is, in Martin Scorsese, which Oscar-nominated actress plays Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in Shutter Island? I have a question. This is a legitimate question. Was this question too easy for a five-pointer? I don't believe so. Because in my brain, I was like, this is the five-point question. This is very easy, in my opinion. In my opinion, it was easy. I, it's I, just well, about how much mov- research you do on all these movies. And it was just... I wouldn't have been able to call this one. I mean, Audrey, would you have gotten this the question? I haven't seen Shutter Island, so I didn't really know. Yeah, so it. I, I gave it a five. I think it, it was a good five. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I wouldn't have given this. A, it's a close to a three, but I will get. I, I I'd say this should be a five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Kemp gets it right. Jen gets it right with Michelle Williams. She gets five points. It's twenty two nineteen. All. Doug gets his two pointer or his three pointer. It ties it. If he misses it and gets his five, he wins. Anyway, moving on to Benson's number seven sports movies. Peter Lattisman. Directed Will Smith in what sports movie? Doug got it wrong saying the exact same answer I said, which was The Legend of Bagger Vance. I said the exact same thing. But it was Concussion instead. And then the last one, again, this is just the inner geekdom player in me. 
This five question, this five pointer was very easy to me, but that's just the inner geekdom player in me. And it was comic book movies. Doug's fi- number 15 question, comic book movies. Jeff Wadlow directed what comic book sequel? He got it incorrect because the answer he said, um, uh, what was it? Um, I don't remember what he said, but I know no, what I the, don't answer remember is. the answer is kick ass, too. That was the correct answer, but he missed it. So your winner, Jen Kemp, 22 to 6 to 19. There were so many Disney references in this post-match interview. Yep. So many. Uh, speaking of, uh, you've got uh, Leo. It was cool to see G- Gene Hackman as a new category. Yeah. Uh, that That's like saying Leia is a Disney princess over your Marvel comments. I, look, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. He said Venom too. Oh yeah, he did say Venom. Let there be carnage. But it was Kike, and then yeah. uh, Leo. Uh, he said Venom. Let there be carnage. Look, I'll be the one willing to say that movie's title if you if you don't want to. Or no, no worries. But it's a Marvel uh, movie. <laughs> but look, no, uh, look, both of the Men in Black, Kickass franchise, those are Marvel movies. Again, it's like saying Leia is a Disney princess. But if you go to the Wikipedia, if you go to the Marvel movies Wikipedia, they are listed there. They're at, they're close to the bottom, but they're there. Did you catch Same where the in the Did you catch her in the post match interview? Uh, Bateman basically calling Kate mom. Yeah, that was weird. That was yes. weird. That's what were your thoughts, I, Audrey, on Ben Bateman basically calling Kate Mulligan mom? Your player, Ben Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you do that? <laughs> a little weird. Well, yep. because she is the den mother, they they want to, they want like, because she's a mom in real life and they want to do like the den mother. But it's a little creepy when, a, like, when a man in his 30s says it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't work. Don't no, work. I don't like Ho- it. Hopefully he doesn't do it again. Please. No, he's going to keep on doing it again. He's a heel. He's going he's gonna to know the reaction people. Gave to that and be like, no, I'm going to keep on going. Well, all right. Since we're about to hit the one hour mark, let's dive uh, quickly through the uh, JTE versus Brennan. We'll probably not go uh, step by step, but like, what do you think of this match? Hold on. You are, you are JTE level of spelling. That is not how you spell Brennan Meyer's last name. Well, there well, are two see. E's in his last name. Well, I'm sorry. He's your favorite player, Luke. He's your favorite you just... player. You disgrace Mr. Young. I know. You disgrace the fine young tenderoni. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at spelling. You see what I have to deal with? You all you have to do is look back at the matches. That's all you have to do. Or even Google. Too much work. Too much work. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. Just going all that. Anyway. Oh, also, this was a major development before this match. JTE is a part of the fan favorites. Quick thoughts That's on so JTE fun. being a part of the fan favorites. That's just fun. I, I'm I, I like it. What do you think of him him being part of that faction? Who? Audrey. Who are you me? You didn't say oh, my sorry. name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I will say I'm very much looking forward to seeing the fan favorites being the most haphazardly connected faction of all time. It's gonna look, I wanna be shocked if it's like JTE joins, they get someone else, and JTE immediately leaves. And just like yeah. just constant building like that. 
I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. Wait. But anyway, well, we get into the match round one. It is the final score out of round number one is nine to nine. It ends tied with JTE missing. Which one did JTE miss? I promise I'm really good at this. He missed the movie release dates question, which I did as well. It was <laughs> what year saw the release of Steven Spielberg films or the world in Munich. I put down 2006. The answer was 2005. Because mm. I remember when Munich was nominated for an Oscar. But then, Brendan Meyer, I'm sorry for that long pause. It was unintentional. Wow. My brain wow, shut whoa. down. <laughs> Brendan Meyer missed the last question, which was in comic book movies. By the way, I love these new types of questions, which is the, which of the following actors does not appear in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2? And it lists off the actors. So now basically Luke, a four-pointer within a, within a question. Yeah. Now, Luke, did you get this question wrong? Which one was it? Which of the following mm -hmm. actors does not appear in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2? Joe McHale, no. Octavia Spencer, Bruce Campbell, or Cliff Robertson? I got this one right. Uh, All right, I'm going to ask Audrey. Audrey. Did he get the question right? I don't remember him getting it right. Oh, challenge I on the play. I think I got this one right, I think. Anyway, the answer is Octavia Spencer because Octavia Spencer was in the first Spider-Man movie as the as the lady accepting people to wrestle. I think but, he did get this one right. I remember oh, him saying Octavia man. Spencer. And, but Brendan Meyer got it wrong. JTE got it right. Nine to nine going into round number two. However, Brendan is the higher ranked competitor, so he got to determine who would spin the wheel first. He chose that JTE would go first, and JTE landed on a wild card, but then spun away for the Oscars. He got, he missed the second question, which was in what, the 2017 film. This 2017 film won the Oscar for Best Picture, the 90th Academy Awards in 2018. I hate these questions because it has to make me rethink. I'm like, okay, what movie came out in 2017? But I hate those questions. But JTE got it wrong. Brendan Meyer got it right. Stole two points. Now it's tied again. JTE 11, Meyer 11. And then how many times he got that one right? And then the last question in round number two he missed, which was... What was the first film Steven Spielberg directed that received a Best Picture nomination? Personally, for me, I felt... Oh, JTE spun away from Kevin Hart. I'm just going to go ahead and bring that. JTE spun away from Kevin Hart, not Wildcard. Thank you, Leo. Oh, okay. okay. I wanted to go ahead and just nip that in the bud right now. Yep. Thank you. And JTE surprisingly got the Steven Spielberg question incorrect. Maya was able to steal with one point. Again, I wrote down Jaws like at the very beginning. I'm like, oh yeah, Jaws, because I didn't, I didn't would. know it, I didn't know it at all. It felt obvious. I was like, Jaws. It's either Jaws or the Color Purple or Close Encounter of the Third Kind. They didn't mention the Color Purple, so I was like, all right, Jaws. So then after that, you had Brendan Meyer who uh, spun Kevin Hart. Yes, he, and uh... he got all of them except the last question. Right, which he had to go the multiple, which was which comedic actor plays AJ, a hacker who aids the, the heroes in an investigation in Ride Along 2. Meyer guessed incorrectly. JTE said Ken Jeong, which was the correct answer. Going Having the score go Brendan Meyer 20, JTE 15. Now JTE needs to answer all of them right or just a handful of them right. So here we go. 
First question, JTE's number seven, two-pointer in the realm of Disney. And if either of you got this wrong, I would be disappointed. Did we? What, I, I got remember. it right. I, I don't which even Disney? The question is, which Disney animated film has an opening musical number in which townspeople repeatedly sing the word bonjour? It was Beauty and the Beast. JTE got it right. Score now 2017 in favor of Meyer. Then JTE's number 12, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. I forgot this was even going to be a category. I love that they're combined together. But the question, which Wizarding World actor plays the pimp Drexel that an apparition of Elvis tells Christian Slater to kill in true romance? JTE misunderstood the question. He thought they were asking about Elvis, but he got it wrong. The answer was Gary Oldman, J JTE still behind, Meyer still ahead by three. Then we get to the final question, which we'll talk about the challenge when we get to it. The question, number 11, 1980s. In what 1988 film does a gangster named Ken hide the gem to a, hides the gem to a safety deposit box containing stolen diamonds inside of an aquarium? Hide the key. Oh, Why hide the key. Why did you say gem? I meant hide, whatever. <laughs> hide the key. I even saw a key, but I read it as gem. But he hides the key to a safety deposit box containing stolen gems inside of an aquarium. JTE missed it. The answer was a fish called Wanda. Brendan Meyer is the winner until we get a challenge. There's a challenge on the table. Alan Witt challenges that the term gangster is a misleading term to use in the question. The counter argument from Coy is that Ken is a character that does crime and is a part of a gang, thus making the term allowed to be used in the question. And this was the ruling. We'll talk more about our thoughts on it after I read all this the ruling though the film may not be considered a crime film there is a british gangster in the film in which ken is the right hand man thus the term gangster is not misleading meaning the challenge has been overruled brennan meyer asia winner 20 the 17 via tko and is happy and potentially wants to go on a singles title run maybe we they hinted at maybe getting a brennan meyer versus bibiani versus William Bibiani match. Shazam collides. Who knows? What were your thoughts on the challenge? Uh, Audrey, what do you think of them even having a challenge? Mm. After it was basically decided who won. I'm trying to... F I'm a little fuzzy on the challenge. No, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I... Honestly, yeah. I think this this season, I don't think you're going to see as many challenges as you normally would. Um, I, I get why they did it. I, I don't honestly, I don't think challenges are as fun as they once were. When you want the show to be just more fun, mm -hmm. I don't think this challenge was really worth it. Well, uh, it's an Adam Witt match. If Adam Witt doesn't throw a challenge, it feels weird. I know. I I just in this in this this way, I was just like, you know, that probably wasn't worth it. But you yeah. never know. But. It, it ends with the final score of JT 17 versus Myers 20 via TKO. I love and, these matches. And Luke getting two more freaking points going up to four now. Yeah. I um, love it. Haskell, we were just talking. Oh, sorry. 
we were just talking about the JTE challenge. I think everyone here is unanimous. Like we really didn't think like we really didn't think that challenge needed to be used. Like the match was basically already decided. I think like we're all unanimous about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it slowed down the ma- in my opinion it slowed down the show a little bit. And that could be looked at as a negative, but it was great to see Brendan Meyer get his first singles victory at a beginning of the season. Because as he said, most of the time when he starts out in a singles match, he loses. So it's great to see him get a victory at the beginning of his singles run. With that match being discussed and out of the way, is there anything else we need to discuss or are we good? I think I think we're this is in the show. I think we're good. Everyone, if you would please like the video if you haven't already, please comment below. Do you like the new setup where we're doing the good, the bad, the geeky? Let us know in the comments below what you thought of doing that. Uh, I actually really enjoy doing that with my two best friends over here. Um, I'm your bit. Well, I I'm the best friend. I think she should be known as the wife. No, she's still my best friend too. Okay, that's fair. But she's the bestest I, friend i'm just I, the yeah. best friend but i i enjoyed this episode i cannot wait for titans this week i think there's so much coming forward um i can't wait till next week uh we have trailer reactions this week most likely um and uh this week is investor day so we are probably going to get some big things this week um it is Ron. Yeah, um, Wednesday. I think the GBG segment should come after the match rundown. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Thank you for that um, feedback. That's worth, uh, that's worth a trial. Uh, we'll try that next week. Yeah. So, with all so that being insane. said, I've been Neil McKeg. That has been Audrey. That has been Luke. Because he's getting every single one of his players booked except for this week wait this week is going to be audrey versus me it's going to be audrey versus me this week because i have ethan she has janine so that's going to be fun someone else is going to get points unless one of his other people get booked as well but anyway (laughs) all that being said luke or wait that's luke that's audrey i'm eli and i hope you all have a great rest of the day Thank you.